Well, hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. And today, Heat Hendricks, one of our elders, is going to bring us a Good Friday thought for the day. Hello, Westlake. How was your week? For most of us, the fourth week in lockdown. And we have no clue about the impact of all of this on our society, our health, our finances. But today... It's Good Friday. Teresa, our daughter, asked me a few days ago, why is it called Good Friday? Why is it good as it was the day on which Jesus died on the cross? We know it became Easter after Good Friday, so we can explain the idea of Good Friday to our children. But how would people have explained it on the day that Jesus died on the cross? What would Mary, mother of Jesus, have told her other children or grandchildren? Let's join the crowd at the foot of Golgotha, where Jesus is crucified on this first Good Friday. It's 9 a.m. when the crowd arrives, and Jesus is nailed to a cross with a criminal on his left and his right. We read in Mark 15 about four groups of people that are watching Jesus on the cross. The first group are the soldiers. The soldiers brought Jesus to Golgotha, and they nailed him to the cross. They divided up his clothes, and threw dice to see who would get them. This crucifixion is business as usual for them. They have all seen it many times and aren't really touched by it anymore. Could that be me? I grew up in a Christian family and have heard the story of Good Friday and Jesus' crucifixion at least hundred times. The cross and the person who suffers on this, does it still touch me? Then a second group, the pastors, the high priests and the robbers, we read in the passage, people passing along the road jeered, shaking their heads. Save yourself. If you're really good son, come down from that cross. The high priests, along with the religious scholars, were right there, mixing it up with the rest of them, having a great time poking fun at him. He saved others, but he can't save himself. Messiah is he? King of Israel? Then let him climb down from that cross. We would all become believers then. Even the men crucified along him joined in the mockery. Maybe this is part of me sometimes. I might not be openly mocking, but do I still believe God is in control? I know what the Bible says, but look at the mess in this world. If God is really a loving and almighty God, he would certainly do something. A third group are the bystanders, and we read in verse 34, And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with a wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see. If Elijah comes to take him down, he said. This is horrible, isn't it? Sensation seekers watching Jesus suffer in the hope that Elijah might come to rescue him? Or is it also a part of me that seeks for gain or popularity over the back of someone else, even if it means the other person is suffering through our deeds? Finally, acquaintances and family. Verse 40, there were women watching from a distance. Do you recognize this? We are Jesus' family, his brothers and his sisters. We know that God has a plan with this world, 
a plan with all of us individually. But then the coronavirus hits the world and we wonder what on earth is happening. We literally lock ourselves up, avoid conversations with bystanders, even in times when people desperately would need to hear about God's plan with the world. But we stay at a distance, observing what is happening. How do you celebrate Good Friday during the corona crisis? When you don't know how this all will end and what impact it will have? As a family, we were watching a kids talk from a Dutch church last week. And they explained that you can be sad, angry, afraid and happy at the same time. And I know the Dutch are amazing people, but I learned something from that kids talk. Everyone in Westlake, even the British people can do this. We can be sad, angry and afraid because of all the suffering, uncertainty and injustice that is happening in this world. But at the same time be happy or better full of joy because we know that God loves us and has a plan with each of us. Let's go back to Golgotha on that first Good Friday in history. Jesus is suffering for us and everyone responds differently. We might ignore him, mock him or simply keep him at a distance. But Jesus suffers in silence as he knows that not their will, neither mine, but yours, God's will be done. And after hours of loneliness, darkness and pain with all these people around him, Jesus said, it is finished. And we know what this means. Sin are finished. Separation from God, it's finished. And the power of Satan over you, finished. That is why it is called Good Friday. The Dutchies in Westlake might know Kees Kraaienoord, a former gospel singer and currently the pastor of the church we usually visit when we are in the Netherlands. One of his songs that I very much like is called Gethsemane, which is a conversation of Jesus with his father in the garden of Gethsemane. Part of the lyrics are as follows. It is a long hard road that you put me on and I am all alone, but I choose to die for the ones that you have given me, so not my will, but yours be done. I won't try to explain how to write Kees Kraaienoord, but a link to the song will be included in the podcast, and I encourage you all to listen to it today. Well, thank you, Heert. And everybody, do check out that song via the link in the email that we sent. And God bless you this Good Friday and this Easter weekend.